This is the Pipeline Podcast, where you'll get to know the next generation of Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's see who's coming down the pipeline today with your host, Dylan Tyre. Welcome to another week of the Pipeline Podcast. Happy to have you back with me for our second edition of the Pipeline Podcast for the 2021-2022 season. Of course, if you couldn't catch episode one, it was a big one. I talked with Rick Nash, who's of course a Blue Jackets legend, but on top of that is now the Blue Jackets Director of Player Development. And we also spoke with the Blue Jackets' top prospect, the fifth overall pick from this summer's NHL draft, University of Michigan forward Kent Johnson. So, if you haven't heard that one already, make sure to go back and give it a listen. It was great to get to know Kent, and it was even better to hear what Rick Nash had to say about Ken Johnson, as well as some of the other Blue Jackets prospects uh, that are those big-time guys. So, I had a lot of fun talking to both of those guys, but we're on to this week's show, and we've got another big one this week. And it's a little bit different of an episode this week, not in terms of the format or anything, but the type of prospect that we're going to talk to. I'm sure you've already looked at the description, the title of this podcast episode. Yes, we will be talking to Blue Jackets prospect Jake Christensen. Now, I say Jake is a little bit different of a prospect for the Blue Jackets because he wasn't drafted by the team. He was actually signed as an undrafted free agent by the Blue Jackets following the 2019-2020 season. So Jake not a guy that was drafted into the National Hockey League, but when the Blue Jackets signed him, there was kind of a buzz around him. He's a highly skilled defenseman, a guy who picks up a lot of points from that blue line. Uh, you just look at some of the numbers that he put up in junior. His uh, second to last year in junior, he put up 44 points in 67 games as a defenseman. Then you look at his final year in junior, that 2019-2020 season with the El- or with the Everett Silvertips, rather, he put up really, really gaudy numbers. 22 goals as a defenseman in only 38 games, 50 total points. So yeah, that's what the Blue Jackets saw. And like I said, there was some buzz around Jake Christensen when he was signed because of his offensive ability, and it's flashing this season in Cleveland. This year, his second season with the Blue Jackets AHL affiliate, the Monsters. His first season was pretty good. He had three goals and 12 assists for 15 points in 28 games but he's really taken his game to another level this year. And it's not just offensively, it's the two-way game, the defensive side of his game as well, which we're going to hear about from Jake himself, as well as the Cleveland Monsters general manager and the director of player personnel for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Chris Clark. So those are the two guys I will be speaking to this episode, but let me tell you about Jake's season this year. In 17 games at the time of this recording, he's currently leading the Monsters in points. He's a point-per-game player as a defenseman, folks. Five goals, 12 assists, 17 points. And on top of that, Jake currently second in the American Hockey League among all defensemen in scoring. The guy who's in first place, Scott Perunovic, is now up in St. Louis with the Blues, so he's in the National Hockey League, and I suppose by proxy, that makes Jake the highest scoring defenseman active in the American Hockey League right now. So those are big numbers for a guy Jake's age, just 22 years old, six foot one, 190 pound left shot defenseman from West Vancouver, British Columbia. 
Garcia, like I said, leading the Monsters in points this season as a defenseman. And this is a team that's off to a great start. Monsters currently in second place in the Northern Division in the American Hockey League. So this team has a lot to look forward to this season. So again, I'm going to be speaking to Jake in this episode about his development, his path to the Blue Jackets, all that. We're also going to talk about Jake with Chris Clark, but we'll also talk about the Monsters' first month of the season, as well as the performance of a couple of other prospects on that Monsters team. So all that to look forward to this week. Let's get right into it. Here is Blue Jackets prospect and Cleveland Monsters defenseman Jake Christensen. I know this story because you and I talked uh, a long time ago, right after you signed with the Blue Jackets. By the way, I think you're the first ever recurring guest on the Pipeline podcast, so uh, congratulations for that. Great to have you back. But uh, can you just go over the process for some of our fans that don't know um, of you signing with the Columbus Blue Jackets, how that all worked for you? Right, yeah. So as a 20-year-old, I was unprotected by any team. I was undrafted, and uh, I had a couple options. I had five teams to choose from, so um, I kind of just went through the interviewing process and um, talking to the staff from different teams, and um, I decided on Columbus. It feel, felt like the right the right choice for me and just um, their development plan and everything, so um, I'm really happy I chose that. You play your first pro season in the Blue Jackets organization last year. Can you kind of walk me through that, what the transition was like going to pro hockey from playing junior and maybe what you learned about yourself as a player last year, because uh, you actually had played AHL games a little bit with the Stockton Heat prior to signing with the Blue Jackets. You had played in Stockton, went back to junior, then you signed with the Blue Jackets following that season in junior. So you did have a little bit of pro experience, but last year, your first full season as a pro, and I kind of say full uh, in air quotes there because it was a shortened season due to the pandemic, but what was that like getting your real first taste of pro hockey? Yeah, for sure. My time in Stockton, I understood the game. I got to understand the game a little bit, but um, I was still very raw coming into the league. Um, yeah, it was a weird season with COVID and everything. We um, had a lot of practice time, so I had a lot of time to work with the coaches on little details. Um, I'm actually very thankful for that. and um, I just think I got a lot of time to look at video and learn and stuff. So um, last season was great. Um, it was definitely an adjustment period, um, a lot different league, but everyone's stronger. And uh, after that season, it was nice to go into the off season, kind of knowing what I had to improve on and having, having a good chunk of games um, to learn from. Walk me through that. What are some of those things that you learned about yourself and said, yeah, I need to get better at this. I need to work on this so I can be the best I can be next season. Right. I think the biggest thing is just uh, my strength. Um, there's a lot of, you're playing against men now. And uh, guys are strong, so winning puck battles um, is really important. And you're going against big guys, and I wasn't I wasn't very mature. So um, just going into the offseason, working on my strength um, um, was the biggest thing for me. So who's communicating that to you? Is it a mixture of your coaches in Cleveland? Is it management with the Blue Jackets, player development guys? Who, who are the guys communicating from the Blue Jackets with you about some of this stuff? Yeah, I think it started with uh, – um, my D coach and the coaching staff in, in Cleveland um, during the season, just um, talking about working on those things uh, as much as we could throughout the season. It's hard to do it in season, but, um, and then obviously in my exit meetings and um, going into the summer, that was a point of emphasis from everybody in the organization um, that that's the thing that I got to get better at and uh, work towards. Um, so, yeah. 
What did your summer look like? You're a kid from Vancouver. So did you go back to Vancouver? Did you go somewhere else to train? What did that all look like for you? Yeah, I have uh, my trainings all in Vancouver. So I went back to Vancouver and um, I was just training there all summer. Do you train with anybody in specific that Blue Jackets fans would know? Do you skate with different guys or is it uh, pretty much players that you grew up with? Um, it's, it's players that I grew up with. Um, all players that are also playing in the AHL now, my age. So um, just kind of a group of guys that we grew up together with and trained with and, um, yeah, just building towards the same goal. So how did you feel going into Blue Jackets camp? I know you got a little bit dinged up uh, in uh, the prospect tournament up in Traverse City, but you were still able to be a part of the Blue Jackets camp, which must have been you know exciting for you, but also really important in your development. So how did you feel at that point? You know, you skated in Traverse City in those games coming off a big summer. What did you feel like physically and really mentally going into Blue Jackets camp? Right. Obviously, going to Traverse City, it's an exciting tournament. You play a lot of games. Um, you kind of get to showcase what you've worked on all summer. And so um, I felt I had a good Traverse City. Obviously, um, got injured there. Um, and I wasn't able to participate in the skating uh, at Blue Jackets camp. So that was frustrating for me just because I wanted to keep showing what I had worked on against the, the NHL players. But it was good. I got to watch all the practices and learn from those guys. So I just tried to soak it in as much as I could um, without being able to go on the ice. Can you kind of explain what that's like to, to like the average fan or, you know, me? Because I don't know what it's like as a player just to be there and be around those guys and what it's like for somebody like you who has NHL aspirations to be able to learn. Being on the ice, playing with NHL players, I'm sure, is a heck of a lot different than just watching and being around them. But is there still a lot that you can take away that benefits your game? Yes, for sure. I think there's always a lot I could learn. I think that um, – I we we had some pre-camp skates and I I had learned a lot from um, guys in those and that's before we went to Traverse so that's kind of the only time I skated with with the guys um, but then when I was watching I get to really observe and um, just look at certain guys and kind of follow them around the ice so yeah it's amazing it's really cool to watch because you know you you watch NHL hockey growing up and all the time and you have aspirations to play in that league and just to watch those guys and how they approach every day is is really cool. I know you told me the first time we talked that you watch what Zach Wierenski does a lot. So was he somebody that you were watching closely during camp there just to kind of see how he operates? Because he had to do what you did too, get a little bit bigger, get a little bit stronger. And I think that's really benefited his game in the NHL. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that I, I was watching. Um, he's, he's exciting to watch, so it's, it's not hard. Um, yeah, I try to watch him as much as I can. And uh, some of the things he can do are really special. All right, Jake. Well, I want to talk about your game this season because you're off to a great start in Cleveland. You're top three among AHL defensemen in scoring this year. Right now, uh, you had a great first season last year, 15 points in 28 games, but it seems like you've really turned up the dial here uh, in year two with the Cleveland Monsters. Why do you think you're having so much success early this season? What's changed for you? Yeah, I think um, last season it took me a bit to get going. I think I had maybe one point in 10 games. And then I started kind of settled in and uh, felt more, more comfortable. Um, and then going into the off season, just knowing what I had to improve on, knowing, knowing what I can work on to get better and uh, really strive for better. Um, coming into this season, I felt confident um, knowing what to expect and, and then just um, getting an extra work after practice with the coaching staff and just trying to keep pushing for more every day. Um, we've had a little bit of, 
uh, adversity at the start of the season here in Cleveland, but now um, we've we, we've had a couple wins in a row and we're on a roll, so um, it's good. Tell me about the type of player you are, because you're very clearly an offensive-minded defenseman leading the team in scoring this season. But uh, is there a two-way game in there for you as well? Is that something that you take pride in being a you know a stalwart defenseman that chips in offensively? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, I feel I have an offensive mind mindset but um yeah that's another thing that I've been I've been really focusing on is the defensive side of the game because I think that that's what's going to get me there to the next level and and keep me there so um just just focusing on little things like that and taking care of your d-zone um first before for anything offensive is uh, really important and they emphasize that a lot here Tell me about the conversations that you continue to have with the coaching staff there and potentially with the Blue Jackets organization, because it's, it's still early in the season, but uh, I think it's very clear that, you know, you've adapted well to the pro game and you're succeeding. You're the leading scorer on your team as a defenseman. Uh, do those conversations with the Blue Jackets and management continue uh, as you try and break into the NHL eventually? Right, yeah, I think um... – Pretty much most of the conversations are just talking about um, keep improving, keep working on your game. Um, obviously, I have a lot of things that I can still work on and improve on. And so uh, just the day-to-day -day basis conversation is uh, keep, keep pushing yourself and keep, keep striving for more. Um, and just, yeah, try to, try to keep your habits as good as possible. What are some of those things that you think you need to keep working on to eventually make it to the National Hockey League? You've talked about the strength, and I think that's important for everybody. You have to be as strong as possible while you know still maintaining speed and agility and things like that to compete in the National Hockey League. But are there other pieces of your game that you continue to fine-tune as uh, you hope to make this Blue Jackets team? Yeah, I think that um, my strengths are kind of what's gotten me here. So um, I try to keep working on those and my skating and – my shot and my, my stick handling offensive abilities. I, that's, that's some of the stuff I work on after practice every day, because obviously being up, seeing those guys, they, they're amazing at those skills. So there's always a lot of, a lot of room for improvement. So um, yeah, just working on the things that got me there and then um, focusing on the defensive side of the game with the coaches and watching video and things like that. Just mentioned it there as a team, the monsters started off a little bit slow, catching a little bit of fire lately. Uh, at the time of this recording, currently in second place uh, in the North Division. I want to ask you about what the team dynamic is like on the Cleveland Monsters. You know, it's a, a younger team now. There's a lot, uh, a lot of different Blue Jackets prospects, guys that are hoping to make the Blue Jackets eventually on that team. Uh, what's the team dynamic like? Yeah, it's great. Um, I feel like there is, there is a lot of returners, and then there's some guys that have joined us that are awesome guys. Um, yeah, the start of the season was weird. I feel like um, – we were underachieving for what we had expected and we have like a really good group of guys in the room and a really skilled team. Um, seeing that every game was going into overtime. Um, we, we have fought through it and a little adversity is always, always good for a team early in the season. Um, and I really think that we're, we kept it cool and we worked as a group, we worked as a team. Um, and I'm just thankful that we're, we're in the win column right now. Yeah, definitely. Can you tell me about the difference in the league, if you see any, between this season and last season? Because the teams were a little bit different last year uh, with the taxi squads that the NHL had last season. So on a team like the Monsters, for example, maybe you're missing players like a Justin Danforth, who's been there a little bit this season, a Kevin Stenlin. Those guys, those type of players were on the taxi squad in, with the NHL teams last year. So 
you know, I would assume that the American Hockey League was a little bit younger of a league last year, a little bit more inexperienced of a league last year. You look at your guys' leading scores a season ago, it was mostly first-time AHLers. You were there, uh, Tyler Angle playing for the first time in the American League. Uh, Carson Meyer was one of the leading scorers. He was playing for the first time in the American Hockey League. Is the league different this year, a little bit more mature and uh, a little bit maybe harder to play in given there are more men in the league? Yeah, I think so for sure. Obviously, with the taxi squad last year, there was maybe five five players that would probably maybe be in the AHL, but they were up there. So, um, yeah, it is, and that was with every team. So we also had some weird divisions. We'd play against, like, a couple teams pretty much most of the season. So this season, it's a, it's a lot different. There's, it's, I think it's an older league, and we're, just, we're playing a whole bunch of new teams that I've never played. Uh, you mentioned uh, a couple minutes ago that there are some new guys that have joined the team this year that are great guys that have really helped out the team dynamic. You also have a new coach this season and Mark Letestu joining the team. What's it been like to have Letestu there? He's a guy that played for the Monsters at one point, played a lot of NHL games as well. How nice has it been to have a guy like that on the coaching staff? Yeah, he's awesome. He's uh, obviously the guy that I talk to most being the D coach. Uh, working the D bench and he's been great um, he's really helped me a lot and I worked with him a lot throughout the the 15 games so far um, yeah we, we love having him and uh, he's been awesome all right Jake well I appreciate the time last thing I'll ask you here what's the next step for Jake Christensen is it just a matter of doing what you're doing but doing it for the rest of the season and being consistent yeah of course I just want to um, keep working on my game and hopefully take it take it to the next step always all right, Jake. Well, again, I appreciate the time, and here's hoping that uh, you and I can talk face-to-face -face, uh, in Columbus sometime soon. Of course. Thank you. So, again, great to hear there from Blue Jackets prospect Jake Christensen. The second time, as you heard there at the beginning of the interview, that I've talked to Jake. He and I chatted right after he signed with the Blue Jackets, so if you're interested for whatever reason, you can go way back to one of the first ever episodes of the Pipeline podcast and hear that conversation. You know, Jake's excitement about signing with an NHL team, his thought process at that point in time, but it's safe to say that he's a much different player now than he was then, and I don't necessarily mean he's better or worse offensively, he's becoming a more complete player. And with that in mind, I'm going to welcome in Chris Clark, who's, of course, the general manager for the Cleveland Monsters. He's also the Columbus Blue Jackets director of player personnel. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Monsters' performance to start this season, some other prospects through their first month of the year on that Monsters team. Then we'll get into our conversation a little bit further about Jake Christensen. Chris, a great start to this season for the Cleveland Monsters, but I want to start off talking about the changes in your department this offseason. A lot of new faces in there. you got Derek Dorsett, Rick Nash, obviously, stepping into a player development role. Mark Letestu was originally with player development. Now he's an assistant coach with Cleveland. How's that dynamic so far with all those guys? You know, it, it's been great. Um, you know, Dors, he, he wanted to stick with development, and, and Mark Letestu wanted to go with uh, coaching, so it made that... Uh, decision when we lost one of the coaches with uh, Steve McCarthy coming up here to Columbus. So it's, it's actually been great. Both guys have been striving. Mark behind the bench has been unbelievable. You know, it's, it's only been a couple of years since he's been done playing. So he, he just stepped right in. He knows, he knows, he played with some of the guys, you know, mm -hmm. so it's been, it's been awesome. Talk to me about the start for the Monsters. They're currently in second place in the North Division of the American Hockey League right now. Why so much success early this season? Uh, it could be first place if we didn't have uh, Utica with a 13-0 mark right now. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one to beat. Uh, but they've been, you know, it, we've had scoring from all four lines. We have, it, it's, it's, 
it's been great because we have we have guys that can't we can't get in the lineup they should be in the lineup because all of our guys are doing really well um, knock on wood we haven't had uh, many injuries there uh, so it's it's one thing where a team can't just focus on one or two players we got four lines that are really going well what were expectations for that team going into the season because like you said it's a pretty darn deep roster and I kind of looked at it myself before the season saw the guys that could potentially be there and I said team does really have an opportunity to compete this season. Yeah, and I thought we had the same thing last year with the shortened season and the year before uh, with the shortened season as well. But I just think it, it's, we've had, you know, great draft picks coming in. We've had time to bring in some older uh, veteran guys like Gaunts, and we have uh, Dylan Simpson as our captain, who's been unbelievable. He keeps that room uh, where it should be. But, you know, I think we have a lot of character guys. Like I said, our scouts, they don't just scout talent, they scout character. Um, that's the same thing when I bring in some free agents I want. I want good players. I want good guys in the, in the organization, too. I want to ask you now about a couple of individual players. Obviously, I'm sure Blue Jackets fans have a lot of interest in Liam Foody, former first-round pick. He's in Cleveland right now. Tell me about his start to the season. It, he's been great. And, you know, talking to the coaches, I wasn't at our game in, in Toronto. I was out scouting other games. But coming back from the coaches, the, the word was that was his best game, that he's, they've seen him in a, in a Cleveland uniform. Like, he was a horse. He had three breakaways. He had a goal. Um, he, he's, you know, he's got NHL speed. He's, he's an NHL talented player. He's just, he's getting there. He will be here. He's just, he just needs a little bit more work down there, um, working on, on different things. But, you know, with his speed, it, it's scary. It's scary at this level in, in, in the American League, and it's really scary in, in, in uh, Columbus as well. And people, they're starting to notice him too. What about Tyler Angle? He's a former seventh round pick by the Blue Jackets, had a great first pro season last year as one of the team leaders in points, right back up there towards uh, the top of the score sheet this season. How's Tyler Angle started off in his second pro year? Very good. Um, I think he had points in maybe 12 of the first 12 games, and he finally got his first goal. Um, but he, he's had chances, he's had posts, he's had breakaways, he's had plenty of chances to score, but he's been on the score sheet, like I said, almost every single night. Um, he's one of our top players down there. He's got speed. He's got that tenacity that we like, even for a smaller guy. Um, so it's just something where he did it in junior. We saw him do it last year. He's just to continue what he's doing, and you know we'll see where it, where it goes from there. I know you're not a goaltending expert. You were a forward in the National Hockey League, but Daniil Tarasov, there's a lot of interest there as well. A guy coming over from Russia, playing in North America for the first time. He got a little taste prior to this, but really his first full pro season in North America. I know maybe there were some struggles at the start, but do you see him starting to make that adjustment with the smaller ice? Yeah, yeah and that's definitely what it is. The smaller ice, I, we've had European goalies, you know, since I've been here. So I've been following these guys, um, you know, before they get into the National Hockey League or the American League. And, and the one big thing that they have, they struggle with a bit is how the, the width of the ice. You know, knowing if a puck goes into the corner in Europe with the bigger ice, it's not probably not coming back to the net with these guys. We're shooting from everywhere. We're shooting from the, the top of the face-off circles, from the corner, from the goal line, wherever. So it, it's one of those things where the goalies can't let up until the puck is out of the zone. And he's, he's learning that, and he's done a great job. He's, he's one of the best um, goalies. He wants to learn. Like, he, he just wants to get better every day. He's working with Brad Thiessen. Man, he's seen him. He's coming in. Um, so he's, he's, he's a guy that's he'll accelerate where he's going to be quickly. All right, the player that I really want to talk to you about is Jake Christensen. He's had an interesting path to the Blue Jackets. Uh, he's an undrafted defenseman, uh, saw a little bit of time in the American Hockey League with the Stockton Heat, then he went back to junior where he had a great season with Everett. He scored, what, 22 goals in like 38 games in his yeah. last season of junior as a defenseman. 
had his first season as a pro last year, first full season, I guess, in air quotes, as a pro last season. But this season, he's leading the Monsters in points, almost at a point per game. Have you seen a big change in his game this season leading to that success? Yeah, we, we saw the talent. We saw the offense. The biggest thing that I see in, in you know, what our coaches see is his defensive side of the game. You know, he's really starting to, to figure that out. And, you know, he, he's got an offensive mind. He wants to get up the ice, which is awesome. But it's something that he can't do every time. And he's, now he's picking the bright spots. He's picking the times of the game to, to get up the ice because his talent is, you know, red line in. Um, and he's been shooting the puck. He's got a cannon of a shot. Um, he reads the ice very well. Like I said, he's, his defensively now he's really cleaning that part of it up, and that's what'll eventually get him to the NHL because he's gonna he's gonna get here, and how fast he gets here de depends on where he goes with his D side of the game. But his his offense, like I said, he's leading the team. He should have been Player of the Week. Actually, uh, Gantz was this this past weekend, um, but I, I think it, it could have been just as well been him as well. Um, but he's been he's been a joy for the coaches. He listens. All that stuff has been great. I talked to Jake yesterday and kind of asked him what he thinks he needs to do to make that next step. And I think this off season it was all about getting stronger, and that's something that he's focusing on going forward. And that's obviously a big deal, especially as a defenseman in the National Hockey League, to play against men. Are there other things in his game that you want to see kind of pick up a little bit to get him here, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's a lot of it is the strength and it's the D side of the game. Like I said, offensively, he's he's gifted. He has that mind. He can skate, he can shoot, pass, he's the ice, all that stuff. It's it's reading the rush back the other way. It's it the strength is going to help his d defending cuz you know, he, he's he'll get in the right spots, but he might get pushed out of the way just with an older, you know, you know, 30-year-old grinding winger in the corners. It's tough to battle those guys and he, he's still young. He's very young. Um, and he'll, he'll get it eventually. It's going to take a couple summers of strength to really get to NHL strength. But, you know, he might, he, might get, he might make it here quicker than normal because he has that mind for it. You know, you've watched him for a couple of seasons now. Is there a comparable in the National Hockey League where you watch Jake Christensen and you say maybe he looks a little bit like this guy? I know he likes Zach Wierenski a lot yeah. and watches Zach Wierenski, but is maybe is, is Zach Wierenski the comp or are there other guys that you see and you're like, okay, I can see that. For yeah, there probably is other. He's got a little Zach in him because he's got that, that mind and he's got that shot. Zach's shot is, you know, quick and hard and accurate and Christie's got the same. Um, I could see that, but it, I, I don't know who he would remind me of more of, but I, I know there's, there's someone else out there that I think he'd be more, more like, definitely. All right, what does the future look like for Jake Christensen? I know that you just said you think you know he might surprise people and get to the National Hockey League sooner rather than later. Is that potentially a season like this one, or do you think it's further on down the road? You know, it, it's, it's opportunity. You know, it's opportunities. I always tell the players, you got to be ready for your opportunity. You can't just hope for your opportunity, and when it comes and you're not ready, and then all of a sudden you get sent bent down, and, and then, you know, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So, you know, when the opportunity's there, I think it's, he keeps growing the way he's growing. He's going to meet that opportunity. You know, when it, when it comes here, you know, if we have a, a, a spot in the lineup where it's, we don't want him to come up here and sit on the bench. You know, he can come up and practice and, and not get into games, but that's not great for a guy like him for his development. If he comes up, we want him in the game and playing in the right spot in the right position. Um, so it's something where I, I think he's going in the right direction, and when that opportunity comes, I'm sure he'll seize it. All right, Chris, last thing I'll ask you, and as always, I really appreciate the time with you. What's the next step for the Monsters this season? They're early on in the year, but like you said, playing really, really good hockey right now. Where do you want to see this team go? You know, we've been getting scoring from all four lines, and actually this past weekend we got our, our best guys have been our best guys. You know, we got Trey Pixwanski back in the lineup, and he's, 
he's been that spark plug that's really kind of elevated a little bit our, our offensive game. Um, so I think if we get our best players always being the best players and always they're, get, they're getting chances if they can start scoring more often because it, it's, it's great to have the, the full four lines, but we need our, our best players to, to be our best. All right, Chris, thanks very much. Yeah. We appreciate it. No problem. So again, a great big thank you to Cleveland Monsters GM and Blue Jackets Director of Player Personnel, Chris Clark, for joining me this week on the Pipeline Podcast. I always really, really enjoy talking to Chris and learning about the different prospects and the different players, whether they're prospects or not, in the Blue Jackets organization. He's a guy who really does have his finger on the pulse of the entire organization. I mean, he has to. He's the Director of Player Personnel, right? But he's a guy that I can always go to to learn a little bit more about some of the Blue Jackets and Blue Jackets prospects that I don't know a whole lot about. So expect to hear from Chris as we continue with the Pipeline podcast this season. I'll certainly have him back, but that will do it for this week's edition of the show. Again, thanks to Chris and a great big thank you to Jake Christensen as well, taking time out of his busy schedule up there in Cleveland with the Monsters to talk to me. We've got a lot to look forward to on the Pipeline podcast. I think I'm going to be talking to a first round defenseman if that gives away who I will be talking to on our next edition of the Pipeline Podcast. But until then, I'm Dylan Tyre saying thank you very much for joining me, and I will talk to you next time.